tuning in to Art and Business and Murals, a podcast about running a small creative business with interviews, artist stories, and industry tips. I hope this podcast keeps you company on what can sometimes feel like a solo journey. Hello, and welcome to episode number six. And in today's episode, we are talking about artists' websites. I'm answering all the questions about whether you should have one and if you should have one, what should be on it, how it should develop, how you put one together, all the bits and pieces. Now, again, these are my opinions on artist websites. Other people might have different opinions and that's completely fine. For me uh, and my career as an artist, my website has helped me immensely. I cannot even tell you how much it has helped me, um, particularly in saving time. But I'll get into that a little bit later on. But the first question I was going to ask myself in a one-person interview to myself <laughs> is, should an artist have a website? Now, this is a question I get asked by every single one of my coaching clients, and they ask about either their website and how it's running. So I generally critique websites for them, or if they don't have a website, do they need one? And my answer is always a massive yes. And the reason why I say this, because I understand that websites can be a reasonably big financial investment. But the reason why I really, really encourage each artist to have a website is because it shows a level of professionalism. You have a presence online that is completely yours. For example, if you are selling your works and promoting yourself on social media, there is nothing to say that they shut down your site tomorrow and there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Whereas if you have a website online and that is generating an income for you, you own that domain name, you own that service space, that website is yours. No one can shut that down except for hackers. I don't know, not dealt with hackers, but let's pretend hackers are out of the picture. You own everything on that website. It is all yours and you have full control over your business and where the income is coming in. You have control on getting traffic to your website. And once that traffic is on your website, you can control where they go and what areas of your business you are pushing and getting their email addresses. And I'm going to repeat this a million times during this episode, getting that mailing list together and collecting their email addresses because it is so powerful to have people's email addresses assuming you're not going to spam them, but in sending out emails to that community. If they are willing to give you their email address, they are an engaged community member. So the question, should you have a website? Yes. It also forms a part of potentially, for my business, it forms a huge part of my income stream. And to be able to sell online workshops and sell digital project products and essentially do that when I'm sleeping and still make money while I'm sleeping is fantastic. But also it makes the whole process a lot easier of selling an artwork. So you finish painting an artwork, you upload it to your website, you promote it on social media, you promote it to your mailing list, you tell everyone about it, and it's literally two clicks or even potentially one click if you put it on your front page for people to purchase that artwork. The easier you make it, 
the more sales that will come in. You need to make that purchase as easy and as clear as possible. And you have the opportunity to do that with your website. Uh, there's also a number of other income streams that you can set up on a website. Now, I don't want to overwhelm you. If you don't already have a website, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed at the thought of setting up a website with a million different income streams right now. But in the future, you have the potential to set up a number of different income streams, online courses, different digital products, um, obviously artwork sales. You can set up group coaching. Uh, you could set up licensing and drop shipping, um, selling your prints, a number of different ways to set up income streams. It also saves you time. So it is an investment in time at the beginning to set up a website, but you will start to realize you get asked the exact same questions over and over and over. So you could potentially answer those questions on your website. So for example, I get asked all the time what the process is for murals. So people contact me, they ask for a quote. So I send them through the quote. And the next question is generally, I've not worked with a muralist before, what's the process? So what I've done is I've put up a blog post on my website that outlines the process of the majority of murals that I do, which is, you know, one to two weeks after the briefing meeting, I come up with designs, come up with this many designs. Then we have a week or two for changes. You get this many rounds of designs or changes through Then I need a week to prep and to buy paint and then a week to paint, blah, blah, blah. So I put all of that into that blog post, which saves me time of having to type that out in every time I get that email saying, what's the process? I can just give them a link to my blog. And the other great thing about that is every time I get that email saying, what's the process for murals? I say, great question. I've answered it here in this blog post and I send them the link. They click on it, go to my website and that's a click to my website. So the more people you get to your website, the higher your ranking is going to be in Google and search engines. So that's getting an extra click through to that blog post. Uh, the other way that I use clicks as well is I host all of my workshops. So all the slides for my workshops, instead of doing PowerPoint slides, I create them as a page on the back end of my website. So you can't find them on my website. They're not in the menu bar. They're hidden behind and you need to know the exact URL and the password to get into them. But whenever I go to a school or I run a public workshop, or even when I do online uh, live workshops, I will give the link to that, the slides, and I will give the password so that people can log on afterwards and go back through the workshop that I've run with all the information. So that means every time someone else clicks on it, again, that's another click to my website that boosts my ranking in the search engines. So that's just a little bit extra that I add in on the back end of the website. So you don't have a website yet, what do you do? I understand it can feel extremely overwhelming, particularly if you're looking at other artists' websites and they have like 20-page websites with everything perfectly structured and beautifully taken photos and, and an, an artist bio that looks like it's come from a magazine. I understand that can feel extremely overwhelming and I get that too. Like I, I've spent 
hours and hours on my website and I'm constantly updating it. Like I would say at least once a week I'm on there tweaking something or uploading something or shifting something. So I, and even I look at other artists' websites and go, oh, why doesn't mine look that structured or seem, have that great call to action or, you know, it just seems, there seems to flow really well or look at their photos, they're amazing. I think this is a normal artist thing to do, comparison. So I'm going to start right from the beginning as if you don't have a website. So the things that you need is a domain name. So, for example, mine is www.sarahscully.com. I also have a second one just to be confusing, which is scullydesign.com, but they link to the same server. So the server is basically the computer that hosts your website. So servers turned on all the time. So your website is available all the time. So those are the two things you will need is a server and the domain name. Now, previously I had bought my server from Crazy Domains and then bought, uh, uh, sorry, bought my domain name from Crazy Domains and then had a server in Singapore that was hosting my site and was pointing it here and then this was happening and then my email was hosted over here and it was it was just all over the shop. My suggestion would be if you're starting out, I would probably go directly to somewhere like Wix or Squarespace where you can jump on there. You can design your website without it costing a thing. You can use one of their templates and simply swap out the images and swap out the text. It will have their branding all over it. <laughs> But it gives you the opportunity to have a little bit of a play, give yourself a couple of weeks to get it to a point that you're proud enough to launch it to the world. And once that happens, you can then purchase your domain name from Wix and then you sign up to Wix for a either a monthly or a yearly subscription and Wix will act as your server. So they have the servers, the computers to host your website. It's a little bit more expensive to do it that way, but it's all in one place. And particularly if you're not confident with, you know, DNS servers and all the back end and the um, IP addresses and all that stuff, just keep it simple all in one area. Also, I should tell you that I get no, you know, um, I'm not accredited or I'm not uh, in any way associated with Wix or Squarespace. I just talk about Wix a lot because that's what I use for my website. So I, and I have also had experience creating my own websites in HTML and Flash. Yes, that's how old I am. And I've also created a WordPress website for myself, which I found so hard to maintain. And my coding skills are little to none. So my website would just be very clunky. Um, and then I've also had a website at Big Cartel, which is a great website if you're selling artworks. I've also had an Etsy store and then now I've moved to Wix, which I found has been the easiest to maintain uh, as someone with a visual background or a creative industries background. I found their templates really appealing and I found it really easy to update the website. And the other thing that I like is that it is very comprehensive in all the different bits and pieces that you can add to your website. So down the track, you can add a blog or a mailing list sign up or online courses or booking. All of this is really easy to add on later on. But starting out, 
figure out what your domain name is going to be. Is it going to be www.theamazingartist.com.au or is it going to be www.purpleart.com? I know, super original names. Gosh, that's why I'm in the creative industries. Um, So my suggestion would be starting out with your website and the design. I would probably scribble down on a bit of paper how you want your website to be structured. So generally, you're going to have a homepage, which is the main page that people jump onto. So when they type in sarahscully.com, it's the page that pops up first. So that's your homepage. Then underneath that, you need to have your other pages. So I would suggest starting out, keep it super simple so you don't get overwhelmed. So you could probably start with an about me page or a bio page, whatever you want to call it, or a CV whatever you like, then a page that displays your artworks. So it could be a portfolio or could simply say artwork or if you do murals, it could say murals or if you're a graphic designer, it could say portfolio. So somewhere where you can show your artworks. And then I strongly suggest that you also have a contact page. So this contact page could be super simple. You could just have a contact form on there where they just fill out their name, email address, and send you the information that they want to. This is a great way to get people to contact you without you having to display your email address. And the reason why people tend not to display their email address is because it can be used for spam. So it's up to you. I display my email address because I am already inundated with spam. So I've got a really good um, spam bot filter. Is that what they're called? But it catches a lot of the spam now. So if you don't want to build up, and I don't think anyone would ever want spam, um, I would suggest not having your email address on your website. Or if you do have it on your website, don't have it as a clickable link. Make it more difficult for spam bots to find it. Uh, So super simple website, homepage, about us page or about me or about us, uh, about the artists or the bio or CV, whatever you want to call it, the artwork page or portfolio page, whatever you want to call it, and the contact page. I would keep it that simple right at the beginning. Make it as easy as possible. And the one thing, as I mentioned before, that I think you should always have on your website, no matter how small your website is, even if it's just one page, always need a mailing list sign up. Start building your mailing list yesterday. So that could either be in the footer of the website, have a mailing list sign up. It could be, and I know this is so annoying, we all find it annoying, but it works, is a pop-up. So you can have that mailing list pop-up once someone's been on your site for, say, 10 seconds, it can pop up. For me, when people go to my website and they move the mouse up to the top menu, it pops up then. Uh, ideally, if you want to get people to sign up, you can offer them discounts down the track once you set up an e-commerce so- store or just tell them a little bit about the potential newsletter that you will be sending out so that it gives them, entices them to sign up. So thinking about your homepage, again, you want to keep it very, very simple. But what you need to think about is what do you want people to do when they go to your site? What's the outcome? 
Think about your target market. Think about the people that buy your artworks. What do you want them to do when they go to your website and make it very easy for them to do that? So on this simple website, the home about artwork and contact us page, I would suggest that you want people to view your artwork and then contact you to either purchase one or get a commission. So you need to make it very clear on your homepage that you want them to contact you to buy art. Ideally, down the track, you will set up that e-commerce store and your priority might be to sell artworks online. So that means that as soon as they go onto that homepage, the first image they should see is one of your artworks so they know your style and then it should be a shop now button if that's your priority. If you want them to join your mailing list, that should be the first thing that they see, one of your artworks and then a mailing list sign up. So without even having to scroll down the page, they should see that first. So think about what do you want people to do? Do you want them to book you for exhibitions? Uh, Is your target market a gallery? Do you want them to represent you? Is that what you're after? So maybe you need to put your CV on your website. Is your target market um, people to join your workshops? So maybe you need another page about your workshops and you can send people to that page and have a booking form on there. Think about what you want people to do when they get to your site. Uh, If you're feeling overwhelmed at the idea of putting this website together and you know you've got to pull the text together, you've got to find the images, you've got to get your portfolio together. If that is overwhelming, just slowly work through it. Work through one page a week. So for example, say you work through your about page first. I would suggest having a folder on your computer and you pull the images that you want to be on that about me page. So you maybe your bio photo, um, maybe a few photos of you with your artworks or you painting a mural or you running a workshop or you live talking, whatever you're promoting on your website, pull those images into a folder ready to go. Then you'll need to write text to go onto this website. Now, if writing is not your main talent, potentially use something like GPT chat just to get you up and running. I don't suggest copying and pasting from GPT chat um, GPT chat or chat GPT, I should say. You don't necessarily have to copy paste from there because it does sound a little robotic, but it can get you started. So go in there, brief chat GPT, it will pop something out and then kind of use that as a basis and rewrite a little bit to sound like you or sound sound how your target market needs to read it. So if your target market is really um, contemporary and really um, have a lot of money to spend on your art and really sophisticated, then you need to write text that talks to them. For me, my audience is a little bit more down to earth, a little bit edgy. Um, my brand and my voice for my brand is very relaxed. Um, it's a little bit all over the place, as I'm sure you've been able to tell in this podcast episode. But talk to your brand. There's no point in having a brand that's um, really high-end and sophisticated and exclusive, but you're writing 
as if you're talking to teenagers. That doesn't quite suit your brand. So have a think about that. Use ChatGPT if you need to. Um, when you're pulling those images in as well, don't worry too much about the cropping. I know that Squarespace and Wix have a simple editor, so you can edit your images within um, the website program when you're updating your website. Um, if you are prepping your images yourself for the website and you're using something like Photoshop, I would suggest that you crop those images down and you have them at 72 dpi which is dots per inch, and that's perfect for websites, not perfect for printing. Printing would be 300 DPI or higher. So 72 DPI for websites. And you want to make the um, image, uh, image color RGB. So RGB is for screens. CMYK is for printing. Um, and you don't want your images to be too big. If they're over a megabyte, it's probably going to slow down your website loading. So keep the images reasonably small. Okay, so you've got your text written. Pop it into a Word document ready to copy and paste into your website. You've got all your images saved across into a folder ready to go. Then I suggest signing up to Wix or Squarespace or if you know of another website builder that makes it super easy choose one of their templates and it's just a matter of uploading your images to replace theirs. If you feel like you're getting overwhelmed by the whole process, take a step back and figure out what these speed humps are. So if you're obsessing over the quality of the photos of your artworks, if that's the issue, put up the artwork photos that you have now and book in a time to get them rescanned or rephotographed later on. The primary goal is to get this website up. Once the site is up, you can then update it. Just because your website is live doesn't mean that you're going to have thousands of people or not every day. I promise you, I market the crap out of my website and I only get maybe 100 people a day. So you need to market your website for people to find you. Okay, what else? Once you've got that website up and running, you can then start to focus on your SEO. So this might be a bit extensive for this podcast episode, but my suggestion would be for the time being, start to note in a Excel document words that you would associate with your brand, your artworks. So maybe you're based in New South Wales. So New South Wales could be one of them. You're an abstract artist, so abstract art. Uh, and then what what sets you apart from everyone else? Do you specialize in live paintings? So maybe you want to do work for local wineries doing live landscape paintings during their events. So start to pull those keywords out and you're going to be using them for your SEO in your website. You've got your website live hurrah, looks fantastic. You paid for your domain name. You're paying for your service space. So all their logos have come off. You're essentially ready to tell everyone about it. Get people to your site. The more clicks, the better the ranking. If you want to continue adding to your website, which I strongly suggest you do, there are a number of different options that you can go with and it can just keep growing like a monster over time. I would suggest that my website probably has in excess of 200 pages. 
often I think about if I ever change platforms, it would be a year-long job. And so that's never going to (laughs) happen. But what is great about a website is that you can decide that this is what you want for your business. This is your business goal for next year. And it might be to do more commissions. So once you've figured out that goal, then you need to update your website to promote that goal. So for example, you've decided more commissions next year. You want to get at least two commissions each month. So you go onto your website on your homepage and you put in your main image is a commission that you've done. And then you put a button on top of that image that says book commission now or commission information or just a button that says commissions. And then you can add an extra page to your website that's all about commissions. You can put a form on there that people fill out on, you know, whatever information you need to quote them for a commission. Um, You can have no obligation quotes and they can click through for a quote. Um, You can have the process on how commissions work. Uh, Obviously, have photographs of other commissions that you've done. And one thing that is fantastic for marketing is testimonials. So put some testimonials on there. So this is a great tool for you to use to market your goods or your services that you really want to push. You can also, and I strongly suggest this, at some point set up an e-commerce store. Now, this can be a labor-intensive project in itself, collecting all of the artwork or all the images or all the products or everything, and then writing all the content for it. So if this feels overwhelming, you could potentially do upload one product per day for a month and see if you can get all of your items up there. It is a long process, but once it's set up, you can then copy and paste or duplicate your store items to make it easier. So if you tend to paint a lot of 30 by 30 centimeter canvases, then you can just duplicate the last item that you loaded that was or that you uploaded that was 30 by 30 centimeter canvas, change the photos, change the title, and that's pretty much it. Change the, the synopsis if you've got one and upload it and it's ready to go. So the process does get easier. It's just labor intensive at the beginning. The great thing about the online store is that you can promote that on your homepage. It's easy access on your website. Uh, You can then promote it on your social media channels and link directly to the item that you're promoting, which essentially means that if people want to buy it, it is one click shop now or buy now. It's in their basket and then they say pay. And then with all this fancy Apple Pay stuff, it's like, bam, And it's off to them and you have been napping and you wake up and you've made a sale and there's money in your account, which is fantastic. That's what we all want, right? So setting up that online store. And then the online store doesn't have to be selling art only. You could be selling a number of different things. You could sell, you know, digital products. You could sell digital products with a licensing agreement. So people can download a pack of digital artworks that you've created, sign the licensing agreement, and they can use them for six months or so. You could set up digital prints so people can download your digital prints to be able to print onto, you know, T-shirts or whatever they want, again, with a licensing agreement. Um, You could have your NFTs online. Uh, You could set up digital. For example, I have, and this is a free item, so if you want to check it out, it's on my website. Every year I upload a digital calendar for your content management and it's just a blank calendar for the year ahead. So you can download that digital 
um, calendar and then send it off to get printed. And I also have instructions on how to print it. So a number of different digital products. I'm at the moment developing a street art cross-stitch design. I'm cross-stitching it at the moment. I know it's so left field for my brand, but it's something that I really enjoy doing is cross-stitching. I know I sound like I'm like 20 years older than I am, but it's so enjoyable. Like, trust me. So once I get this uh, cross-stitch design that I've created tested, I'll pop that up as a digital download. You can also set up drop shipping super easily. So drop shipping is when you use an external a company such as Printify or Gelato, I'm sure there's a million more, and you upload your artwork, really high-res files to their network, and they and then you link Printify with your e-commerce store, and boom, 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 it's in your store. People can click through. If they like your print, they can click on it, and then you can set how many sizes it's available in or how many editions. So it could be limited edition. It could be open edition. It's up to you. You can set all of this up in the back end, and it's available on your online store. And so people can come in and go, oh, I love that print. I need it for my home, and I need it in AO size. And they can click that. That order goes directly to the printer. The money goes into your account, and then the printer takes out their cut for the actual printing, and then they post it off to the buyer. So you do absolutely nothing once you've uploaded it. And you could essentially sell 20,000 prints or 100,000 prints. And it doesn't take any extra time and the money just goes into your account. I know I'm making this sound like a dream, aren't I? This is my dream. I haven't quite got there yet, but... If you set it up really well and you market it really well, it could work really well. And I know of artists that Printify or dropshipping has worked beautifully for. Uh, you can also set up in your e-commerce store codes. So if you're having a sale, you could set up your 10% off code or you can set up extra codes. So if you want people to sign up to your mailing list and you offer them 10% off, you can set that code up um, or you can do a two-for-one code or there's a number of different options Um and you have that ability to set that all up ready for sales. You could oh, also, I must note that if you are going to have an online store or an online booking system um, or events or anything like that, you need to set up your T's and C's. So shipping policy, privacy policy, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you've got that mailing list sign up, you need that privacy policy. So my suggestion would be to Google, look at what other artists are using and pick and choose what works for you and your website. Um, and if you've got the money or you know a lawyer, get them to look over it. But if you don't, do your best. Um, you could eventually add a blog. Uh, just because you have a blog doesn't mean you need to be consistent with it. I have had a blog on my website for, or well, I'd say, 18 years and it's only just recently, like, in the last year that I've been consistent with posting. So it's been very sporadic and that's okay. You're still getting that information out there. And a blog gives you the opportunity to build your story of your brand and to tell your community what you've been up to, basically. People want to know what you're doing. They want to see your art. They want to see your talent. They want to see where it's being used. So a blog is a great way to help with that. And the other good thing about a blog is it adds to your SEO. So it's getting more words about you and your artworks and your creative talents 
onto your website and then the search engines will then see all those words on your website and it will pick up your website when people are searching for those words. Um, So a blog is always really helpful. And as I mentioned before, you can then also add frequently asked questions. So for example, on my blog, I've got the process of how a mural project is worked through. I've also got um, how a commission works. I've got, um, you know, a blog post for people that have done my stencil workshop and then what now? So it's got different activities that they can do and uh, different things to look out for and different ways to make their own stencils after they've done the workshop. So you can use it as an FAQ. Um, and then you could also, as an income stream, and I haven't quite figured this one out for myself, you could also use it for affiliate marketing. So if you've got great relationships with different brands, you can then essentially make a little bit of money off sales if you've got a good community reading your blog. So I'm an Amazon affiliate. I have been for a couple of months. I haven't fully figured it out because uh, so far I've made $2.56, I know. (laughs) Um, But I'm sure there's more potential there. I haven't quite figured it out. But that's a whole other episode in itself. But again, it's an option. You can also add online bookings to your website. So if you feel like a lot of your emails are back and forth with, when are you free? I'm free here. When are you free? Oh, no, I'm not free those days. What about the following week? Like if you're back and forth, you can actually set up a booking system online um, to potentially save yourself time. This is a great time saver, much like the FAQs in the blog post, time saver as well. You can set up events online. So rather than going through Eventbrite or um, Class Bento where they take a chunk of the booking costs, um, you can keep all of the booking costs if you have it on your own website. So you can set up workshops or one-on-one sessions or whatever events you want, a live event, live painting, whatever you like that you need to book tickets or get RSVPs for, set it up on there. Even if you're running an event that you're not charging for, it's a free event, but you just want to get numbers, it's a great way to collect people's email addresses as well. There will be a tick this box if you want to receive um, information about this artist or be added to the mailing list, but it's a great opportunity to build your community. Uh, events. We've got online booking services, events. You can add commission forms. So if you get a fair few artwork commissions or even mural commissions and you feel like you're sending the same email every time without having a written form, you can actually get an online form where you're asking for the wall size and an idea of a briefing and where it's located and all this kind of stuff. You can get information on the website. So they fill it out and their first communication back to you is going to be all the information you need, which is going to save you, you know, three or four back and forth emails, which for me is fantastic because I feel like my emails sometimes get out of control. So setting up commission forms on there. And the great thing with websites like Wix, I know that the idea of setting up a form is like, what, how do I do that? Wix has like these little widgets and you just essentially pull it onto your website. The form's just sitting there and it's got all the fields all ready to go pretty much or you just quickly change some text and then you set it up so that every time someone fills out that form, it goes straight to your inbox of your email. So 
it might sound overwhelming when I say set up a form, but in reality, it's super simple to do. It's just drag and drop and changing text if you need to. Um, you could set up an area on your website where you lease artwork. So maybe you can lease artworks to hotels or real estate agents or for, um, real, I know that real estate agents use them when they're styling homes for sale. Um, you could set that up on your website. So a lot of it's automated. Uh, you could set up a page where you show all your collaborations. So if you've worked with brands or uh, leased artwork to brands, you could set that up there. If that's something that you're looking to do more of in your business, then set up a page and really promote it. Uh, what else? Set up a page with all of your services. If you're going to offer murals or if you're offering things like live painting for events or live speaking gigs, you could even set up a calendar so they can book you for those straight away. One thing that does really well is testimonials. I know that when I'm purchasing things online, I will always read the testimonials and look at the ratings. So if you can either get your Google reviews on there, if you've got some, I have all of one Google review, um, but if you can get testimonials and pop them onto your website, I think that is a great way to build confidence in your brand for your target market. And then also don't forget to link to your socials too. Um, so what you want to do with your website, and this is just to finish off, I want you to really think about what you want your visitors to do. So what your primary call to action is for your website. So as soon as that first page pops up, what do you want your target market to think? What do you want them to do? Is it buy your art? Is it book you for a show? Is it book you for a mural? Is it sign up to your coaching? Is it, you know, buy one of your dropshipping prints? Whatever that is, have it as that first image or that first button or that first call to action on your website. So it's the first thing that they see every time they log on. And if you get six months to, you know, six months down the track and you're like, you know what, I'm going to shift and I'm going to start doing live wedding portraits and that's going to be your new shift, then you're going to update your website to show that. Show your examples of wedding portraits. Um, make it very easy to book. Have your availability online, whether you link to Calendly and have that directly on your website as a widget. Make it as easy as possible for people to see that you're an amazing live wedding portrait artist, that you're very easy to book, that this is how much you cost and this is going to be the deposit and they can book it right now this second, and this is the process, make it as super easy for them as possible. I know that um, probably in 2018, I made the decision that I wanted my primary income for my business to be murals. So on my website, I put up examples of my murals as the main images on the site. I had a whole separate page about murals and a portfolio of all the murals that I had done. And I really pushed my services as a street artist. I had testimonials, I had videos, I had everything up there that was all about murals. And it worked because the mural side of my business really propelled after 2018. Um, so think about where you want your target market to go or what you want them to do on your website. 
So I hope this has helped you answer the question, should you have a website? (laughs) Yes. Um, And I hope it's helped you feel not too overwhelmed with the thought of building a website if you're starting from scratch or if you already have a web presence on there, starting to really look at your website critically. Look at it from the viewpoint of your target market. Figure out who your target market is, what you want them to do on that website and what you need to tweak on your website to make that happen. If you have any other thoughts around websites for artists, or maybe you disagree, maybe you think, no, artists don't need websites. That's silly, Sarah. Send me an email. Uh, Otherwise, I will see you or I will listen to you. No, wait, or you will listen to me. Oh, that sounds aggressive. Anyways, next week. See ya. to the art and business and murals podcast please feel free to reach out by email at podcasts at sarahscully.com or follow up the show notes on the website at sarahscully.com if you enjoyed this podcast please share it with your friends and fellow creatives i'd like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which i record this podcast the gubby gubby people and i'd like to pay my respects to the elders past present and emerging 